Welcome to the Into the Deep Lenten Podcast. Week 1. A reading from the Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus was led by the Spirit out into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, after which he was very hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to turn into loaves. But he replied, Scripture says, Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. The devil then took him to the holy city and made him stand on the parapet of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down. For scripture says, he will put you in his angels' charge, and they will support you on their hands in case you hurt your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Scripture also says, You must not put the Lord your God to the test. Next, Taking him to a very high mountain, the devil showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendour. I will give you all of these, he said, if you fall at my feet and worship me. Then Jesus replied, Be off, Satan, for scripture says, You must worship the Lord your God and serve him alone. Then the devil left him, and angels appeared and looked after him. The Gospel of the Lord. We begin this season of Lent with the account of Jesus in the wilderness. Like the other synoptic Gospels, Matthew sandwiches this account between the baptism of Jesus and the beginning of the Galilean ministry. As such, the episode in the wilderness is understood as a period of discernment and preparation for Jesus, a time when his identity as Son of God is declared and his mission is anticipated. While there are many features of the narrative to reflect upon, this year we are invited to reflect on the setting of the narrative, that is, the wilderness. As a motif, the biblical imagination recalls the story of Israel in the wilderness, as retold in the book of Deuteronomy. For 40 years, the Israelites wandered, were tested and forged their identity. It was a time when the Israelites formed a covenant agreement with God, receiving a law that would define their relationship with God and with one another. This motif and the later narrative of Jesus's time in the wilderness offers us today a way to critically consider and prepare for the season of Lent by examining what it means for us to live in right relationship with one another, with creation and with God. As I ponder the notion of wilderness, I recall my own experiences in the wilderness, both literal and metaphorical, 
which in turn evokes feelings and images that enrich my reflection on this Sunday's Gospel. The wilderness is generally considered to be a place of isolation, even deprivation, and this may be seen as a negative. After all, we tend to measure personal success by the very opposite, by being surrounded by activity and possessions, the acquisition of wealth, the pursuit of pleasure, and even the number of friends or likes that we accumulate. It seems that the more we have in life, the better we are. Yet the wilderness experience allows us to remove such measures and falsehoods of who we are, so we can encounter our true, raw selves. As such, I value the contemporary secular movements of mindfulness and minimalism as ways of approximating the positive dimension of the wilderness experience. It is clear that many in our world, especially our young, yearn for this and are attracted to this. I actually think that the wilderness experience is a positive necessity. I have had the privilege of making a pilgrimage to the Holy Land on more than one occasion, and I have had literally three wilderness experiences that tried to emulate what the wilderness was like for Jesus. And I stress the word emulate. What I had was a mere taster. But what I experienced in those times was formative and memorable. I remember on one occasion going to the Judean wilderness, getting off an air-conditioned bus and being asked to find my own space and to sit with my own thoughts for an hour. Not quite 40 days, but still it was something. When I'd finally settled myself, and I really mean settled myself after much fidgeting, I looked out to the wilderness. I had always thought that a landscape described as the wilderness would be the same as nothingness. But how wrong was I? Upon closer inspection, I noticed that I was sitting near a spider and its intricate web. A little beyond, there were plants and greenery. Then I looked further and realised that there was a goat in the distance. I was actually in and amongst an ecosystem that was far from nothingness. In my ignorance, I had negatively prejudged aspects of God's creation. I was humbled as I was taught about the beauty of the wilderness and challenged to think about where isolation and deprivation are truly encountered. The title of this reflection is The Temptation of Jesus as He is Led by the Spirit Through the Wilderness. This title offers two further ideas to consider. The first is that Jesus is led by the Spirit. So this time of testing is part of God's plan and Jesus fulfills it. Then, at the conclusion of the time in the wilderness, the angels suddenly came and waited on him. For me, these supernatural elements affirm the presence of God during this time of testing. The second is that the Spirit leads Jesus through the wilderness, not simply to it. 
The wilderness is not a destination to arrive at. Rather, it is an experience to go through and grow through. And this resonates with times in my life that I have been challenged, even tested. Whether it be through times of loneliness, insecurity, doubt or grief, or even times of significant decision-making. These are the times when the distractions of life are put in perspective or removed altogether, when all is laid bare. And ironically, these are the times when my prayer life seems at its deepest and the presence of God is so palpable. I do not see these times as life-taking Rather, they are life-giving. They are not so much moments of breakdown, but moments of breakthrough. So while I do not seek such wilderness experiences, I know that I need them to remind me of my dependence on my God and the need for humility and compassion in my life. Experience has taught me that God's Spirit is with me and leads me through the wilderness. And the angels come and look after me too. And who are those angels? They are my family and my friends who have journeyed with me, loved me and forgiven me. My colleagues who on a daily basis see the best of me as well as my limitations. And my faith community, my Lasallian faith community and my universal faith community. So finally, how do we orient ourselves towards Jesus during this season of Lent? Firstly, embrace wilderness moments, whether they are by choice or they are imposed. We ought to use these moments to discern how we are called to serve God's mission. Secondly, reflect on the example of Jesus and the three temptations that he confronts in the wilderness, and the lessons that we can learn about self-sufficiency, power, influence and control. These temptations are familiar to us. If we succumb to these individualistic temptations, then we put distance between God and ourselves and between ourselves and the rest of humanity. With each temptation, Jesus responds with faith in God. What better example could we have? May God continue to bless you and all of creation in this season of Lent. This has been the Into the Deep Lenten podcast. Next week, for the second Sunday of Lent, Father Nathan Rollins explores for us the transfiguration and how the mountaintop experiences in our own lives help prepare us to go out, down from the mountain, and into the mission field.